This is the School Success Podcast, a podcast for school leaders to learn from other school leaders what's working and what's not, and to get inspiration and encouragement, as well as strategies to grow school enrollment, connect with families, retain teachers, recruit teachers, and everything in between. You guys are heroes, and I cannot thank you enough for pouring into this next generation that's coming behind us. My goal is you will take at least one thing away from every episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. Please enjoy the School Success Podcast. Hey, School Success Makers, welcome to another edition of the School Success Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. I'm joined by a new friend out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, Mr. Ron Young. And he's got a very long title, guys, but it's pretty sweet. So he is Headmaster of Emeritus at Providence Academy. He's also the founder and senior fellow of the Palatine Institute. And he also does cool consulting on the side, so check him out for that. And he also hosts his own podcast called the, the Court of Three Strands. You guys can also check that one out on Apple and all the different places that you guys get your podcasts. And the only thing going against him, to be honest with you guys, is he's a Packers fan. And those that know me well know I'm a Bears fan. Otherwise, he's a pretty good guy. So you guys should definitely check him out. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's episode. But before I pass it off to Ron to introduce himself, I do want to highlight our amazing sponsors over at America's Christian Credit Union. They are celebrating 65 years of service this year, and they provide essential school banking services and a tuition financing program for schools that who are looking to reduce their risk and administrative burden. And you guys can check them out at americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. That's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. And that big thing I want to highlight is their tuition financing program, where if you guys are obviously having families pay for going to your school and you're having to chase people all year round to try and get them to finish paying their tuition, you can have them get a tuition financing loan from America's Christian Credit Union. And then they pay that just like they would a, a car loan and you get your money up front and it doesn't cost your school anything. So definitely go check them out. It's an awesome service that they provide. AmericasChristianCU.com forward slash schools. Woo. All right. Knocked it out, guys. So I'm going to pass it off now to my friend Ron to just introduce himself before we jump into today's episode. So Ron, welcome to the podcast, sir. Well, thank you. It, it is much easier to be a, a nice and friendly guy when you're from Green Bay <laughs> rather than being from Chicago. But yeah, I, thanks for having me on. I, I'm just a little bit about me. You mentioned I'm a headmaster emeritus. I, I served at Providence Academy for 13 years, a classical Christian school here in Green Bay. Got five kids, four of them grown out of the house, one left at Providence as a sophomore. I've I've moved into from the headmaster role into a new uh, time in my life. And, uh, and a big part of that is helping develop Christian culture. And so helping schools and families and, and churches in applying God's word to, to all aspects of life. And, uh, and I have this special desire to see Christian schools grow and flourish, particularly starting up. So if, if anyone in your audience is involved in a startup, especially, but I, I can do all manner of consulting, I'm, I really want to see things thrive. Amen. Love it. Well, I always start with the same question for guests and you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which I've never been to. And funny enough, I want to go to Green Bay because I do want yeah. to go to a game at Lambeau one day, Bears, you know, Bears Packers. But I always say if I was to come visit Green Bay, what would you say? Hey, you got to do this to truly experience the full Green Bay experience. Well, 
<laughs> we own the Bears, so <laughs> Bears Packer game. No, <laughs> no. Lambo is is uh, definitely a, a place you gotta uh, experience. Uh, there's the, the the Title Town District is this amazing uh, place right next to Lambo Field, kind of part of that complex where you have Microsoft and the Green Bay Packers Foundation are building tech startups in Green Bay. And, uh, and there's all sorts of fun activities to do with kids in that area that are free, which is really nice. I would also say Bay Beach. We have a really nice amusement park for families and it's extremely cheap. Like tickets are like literally you know, like 10 cents, you know, and, and you, you buy these tickets, you go on these rides and the tickets aren't always, each ride isn't always just one ticket, but it, you know, for 20 bucks, you can take a family of five and have a, a great day. It also has the Zip and Pippin, which was Elvis Presley's favorite roller coaster. We, wow. we bought that and moved it up to Green Bay. Yeah. And then I, I think just taking out, taking a look at our downtown areas and our river walk, it's a, it's a, it's a really neat, neat place. All right. Um, yeah. What's on? It's on the list. One day I would do. That's like I finally knocked off the bucket list of a Bears Packers game this past year. Went to Chicago. My wife got that for me for my birthday, and that's been a dream since I was a little kid to go to yeah. the Bears Packers at Soldier Field. So now I just now I want to go. I do want to go to Lambeau and take some of my. It'd be it'd be I'd be letting you know too. But I have so many Packer friends that funny enough, so many no, so many Packer fans friends, but not Bears fans. I don't know what happened. So yeah, I don't know what. I came to the light side, huh? I guess so. <laughs> now they're Jets fans. You know, funny how that works. No, just kidding. Uh, but as we dive into today's episode, Ron, I know we you know, we talked about some of the subjects that we can go through. And you've been working with schools. You've worked in schools for a while. I'd love to just kind of like just talk about some challenges right now that you've seen some schools facing that you maybe you've worked with or that you even experienced as a head of school when you were working at a school. Yeah. What are some of these challenges and how how are they combating them or how should they be combating some of these challenges? Yeah, so I if if uh, you have school administrators or board members in your audience i think everyone understands that money is always a problem <laughs> it t- tends to be a problem you know we live in a day and age right now where there doesn't seem to be a great excuse why a christian school shouldn't be flourishing right the 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 amount of uh, parents pulling their kids out of public schools to either homeschool or to send them to christian schools is an ama- it's an amazing time so generally, when I see a school that's not flourishing, it, it tends to be a lack of vision, right? So you have, you, you have some sort of generic mission that at some point your school adopted, and then you've just kind of been doing the same things, and there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason why you exist other than you say you're a Christian school. And, and this, is, this, is, this is where... We, we see the difficulty when there is a vision, like there's an end result. So we want, I'll just give you an example at Providence Academy. The original mission statement stated that we existed to raise godly, we partner with parents to raise godly leaders who will impact the world for Christ. It's a great mission. Like who wouldn't want to be involved in that organization? But then the question is, is that, well, are you, are you doing this? Like, what does this look like then? So if, if you're you're producing godly leaders who will impact the world for Christ, what's the end result? The graduate of your school, what are they going, what virtue are they going to possess? Like, how do you measure if you're being successful at your mission? 
And so you, so you have to have this, this vision of, of, of okay, well, this, is, this is what we want our students to be like when they graduate from here. And then how is that being accomplished within your school, right? So you, you have to say what you're going to do as a school. That's the vision. And then you have to do what you actually say and, and do it with excellence, right? And, and, then, and then you show your results. You just do those three simple things. <laughs> Say what you're doing, do what you say, and then show your results and, and your, your school should be flourishing. So the, the, the hard part is, is that th there's this mission statement out there and you're, you're not sure what that mission is supposed to accomplish and you don't know how you're getting there. And your, your Christian school ends up being like any other school. So it, in order to convince people to attend it's not about the vision. It's not about what you're producing. It's more about, you know, goods and services you provide, right? So, so sports or drama or you, you, you name the plethora of bells and whistles that schools are expected to have. And the, the question is, is, are those fulfilling your vision, right? So as a private Christian school with limited resources, if you don't have a solid vision and know where you're going, how are you going to say yes or no to things, right? So, so in any given year, you're going to have a plethora of parents who are going to say, hey, we ought to do this or that. Or you'll even have donors who will say, hey, I would like to give money for this particular thing. And the, the question, well, how do you say yes to that or how do you say no to that? And it has to be the vision of the school. Like, is this, is this pushing our vision forward or is this just a, another bell or another thing to juggle in this, you know, that doesn't fit? If it doesn't fit, you should say no, right? That's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the, as a, as a head of school and as a board, that is the, the biggest responsibility you have is to say yes to the right things and no to the right things. And and how is that determined, right? So, you know, people go, well, we want to have a, you know, name your sports team. We, we want a sports team because, you know, the Lutheran school down the street has a sports team. And we think that if we have a better sports team, we're going to attract more people or what, what have you. And Oh, it's not in our budget. Okay, we're going to we're going to start a booster club and also you have money flowing into this thing. And and it's how is it accomplishing your so so it's you know, a sports team can it, it can be a tactic in your in your in your for your school. But if it doesn't fit in the strategy of how you're accomplishing your mission, you you have to say no. So be you have to be clear on on our vision. This is, this is what we do. And then you do it. And everything that you do is about that vision. And then you demonstrate the results. I love that. And I think let's pick them apart a little bit because we have talked about this with schools before about, I don't know if they know who, even who they are and, you know, they're, they're doing all these things. I'm like, do you know, like why you're doing what you're doing? And they like, and I know that's a struggle, but they also don't know where to start sometimes with that. So yeah. if they were to say, Hey, I need, I need this vision. Is it just them sitting down in a boardroom with the board and saying, let's talk about what we want to be like, 
what what do you suggest and how how to make yeah. it and then what should it be how should it be structured is it a three-page document that talks about vision is it a one paragraph vision that says like it clearly what they are as a school if you give some like tips on what you would suggest i would say yes to everything you just said because it's every school is going to be different and and it is often i mean in a typical school you you're the 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 body that's responsible for making the vision and can making sure that it's continuing is the board. A lot of times if, if a school doesn't have vision, they will sometimes hire a, a head of school who has vision. And then, and unless the board adopts that vision, it's, it's going to, it's going to flounder. And I think the average head of schools there for three years, which is not, not good. Right. <laughs> I think um, ISM um, did a did a, a pretty in depth survey and said that uh, most head of schools their most effective years are after their twelfth year, <laughs> and yet most heads of school don't stay around for more than three years, and and part of that is that the board board head of school relationship and you know that 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 could be talked about. I would say if if a school's sitting there struggling and going, we really don't know what our vision is you might want to hire someone to come in and help that. I mean, I, and I'm not trying to say that as self-serving, like, Hey, call me and I'll come help. But, but it's, it's true. It, it doesn't have to be an outside person as long as they can sit together and, and think through and, and dream. And, you know, a lot of times the founders of the schools had a clear vision and then after a time, it just kind of got lost. Sure. And so it, it's probably easier to go back to the founder's original vision than it would be to start over, but sometimes it's necessary to start over as well. Yeah. Do you think visions change? I mean, so like, let's say they get into it and after a year they, you know, they've gotten, gotten forward a little bit and they're like, you know what? I actually think we need to tweak it a little bit. Do you tweak it? Do you make changes to it or does that make it worse to change it? Yeah. yeah so I, I, I don't think that it, it necessarily goes like that. I think strategies and tactics can change a bit over time, but the the vision of the school and unless times change so much that the vision is no longer necessary in your community, right? But in terms like providences, which was partnering with parents to raise godly leaders who impact the world for Christ, guess what? The world needs godly leaders. There is no, I mean, it 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 is it is necessary to do that. But that, that once there's that, you know, vision, that driving force, sometimes what happens is you start a school and the mission of your school sounds great. I think you and I talked a little bit about, you know, having a, we want a Christian school and they, people just start, well, how do we have a Christian school? Well, we just make a school and then have Bible classes and maybe a chapel. Right. And then you, and you look at it and you go, okay, you're, you're a public school with with chapel on the side, really, how, how, what's the purpose of this? Like, why do we exist? Right. So, and that's the big, the big point with the vision. Like, why do we exist? What are we aiming for? And then, and then be clear on that. And then, and that gives you the guidelines for, for how you run your school to evaluate all your programs, to evaluate the school's culture, to evaluate, evaluate the classes and, and things. And, and when I say school culture, I just want to say that that is probably 
The difference between a, an, an okay school and a great school is going to be your culture, you know, and, and, and building that to, to form, I mean, your, your, your end in mind is going to be formed by that culture, right? It's, you know, t- tweaking the curriculum, you know, that, that's, that's going to help some it's, it's, but the, the, the be all end all is not going to be tweaking your curriculum. The be all end all is going to be forming a culture in your school that, that leads and pushes students towards that, that end and, and, and enforces what the, the teacher and the administration are doing in the school in terms of, you know, discipline and discipleship and, you, you know, everything. The, the culture is the, the big driver. Yeah. And not to even muddy the waters on this, but like when we're talking about vision and all this stuff, this goes for our personal lives, like having vision for what do we want for ourselves, our family, yeah. our marriages, our, like all of that also goes in there. Like you need to have vision for like, where do we want to go? Because I mean, how many people probably listening are the ones that are always saying yes to everything in their life? Like, Hey, can you volunteer here? Can you help with this? Like, yeah. But if it doesn't align with your vision, because it's going to take you away from family time and family time is a big, important thing that you need to be focusing on because it needs yeah. need more of it. Like, so all this, this vision thing, is not just a school thing. It's very much, it needs to be ingrained in all of, kind of every part of our, our lives. Yep. And so anybody listening, I want to encourage you to have a vision for yourself, your family, your marriage, your, you know, whatever it is, because it's going to be, it's going to just go tenfold, I feel like for you. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, it, you know, as a head of school, you know, I, I have the, the great privilege of then asking people for money, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, it really is nice to be able to communicate to a potential donor, like, this is what we do. And this is why we do it. And, and the vision is compelling. And, and it should be compelling enough that a donor, even if they know nothing of your school, or even know nothing of the church or of, of, of Christianity or anything, but you'd say, this is what, this is the need in our culture. This is our vision. This is what we're doing. They could, they can grasp it like, and go, yeah, that, that's a good. And then when you show them that you're actually doing what you said you're doing, it's, it's, it, you know, money, I, you know, money always follows ministry, I think is a, is often quoted. I, I believe that sincerely, but it's not the complete thing. There's, there ha there's a, Money follows a good vision that's happening, right? So it's it's not like you, you know, you had this, I don't know, a, a lucky year and <laughs> you're going to get some money because, you know, you were in the news for some purpose. It, it's really if you have a, a vision and you're succeeding in that, that ministry, money tends to come to flow. When you're sitting there trying to ask for money in order to do vision, it just, man, that just is a hard slog, right? But once you start getting it going and you can demonstrate you're doing what you say you're going to, you're doing, right? You say you're going to do this and you're doing it and you can show that, then that's when you're, you're, you're going to find donors. That's good. And that's like a perfect segue, I feel like, into the next part of like what's going good. So we're talking about correcting the vision, having direction and getting a good setup. Yeah. What's going good at schools that you're working with? And what do you, you know, what's, what have you seen in schools you've been at, but also ones you've worked the, with? The big, the big thing is this, is over the last few years after, through the pandemic and, and, uh, you know, p- parents' eyes, I think, had been open 
to one is a, a lot of the public schools not delivering on what they say and and that it's it's their parents who want something better and it and schools that can show that they're better that they're delivering they just have such great opportunity so so one i think the ones that are doing really well are are showing and very clear on this is what we're doing and and it and it's it's great i I see a couple things that are that the, the I, I, I would say the, the school choice is can be a, a great benefit. We have a voucher system here in Wisconsin, and and people can get vouchers from the state and choose to where they go. But if you're a private school that accepts vouchers, there's some some limitation on what you can and can't do. It makes it a little harder to be harder to be a good gatekeepers to be honest in there. So I, I think there are some schools that are, are taking advantage, I think of the, the time and the money available through the state. Some are doing this in, in great ways, especially trying to serve the under, uh, underprivileged areas. And then some have just done it because it's a good grab to grow their school really fast. And that I see has been a disaster because there's, because culture is the driver of everything. If all of a sudden you grow too fast and you're bringing kids from out from, in essence, from the public schools in, and you're hiring more teachers, the te- where are you getting your teachers from? Often it's disaffected public school teachers. You, you have a real, really difficult time trying to maintain the culture that your school used to have. And that, and that's just a hard thing. So I, I, I would say that it, it, really having a good vision and and having a good strategy on how to accomplish that and being able to say no to the right things is 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 crucial in that so awesome and have you seen um, some positive impacts besides your school that have done something with a vision and seen some positive and maybe there's a, I don't know if you have enough year data to like show like, oh, they impl- they didn't have vision. This is what was happening. And then they implemented vision and here's where they are five years, 10 years later. Do you have any like super awesome success stories when it comes to vision? Yeah, I think, I think a, a lot of it is, has been simply going back to the vision, right? There was a vision they got in a sense in, in an effort to be appeasing parents, right? Cause it's, it is a business and you, 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 you have to have financial uh, stability to, to grow as a church. But when you've, when a school begins to, to cave in a sense of adding things in that aren't strategic when it comes to your vision, you tend to lose vision because you, you have this jumble of things now that don't neatly fill, right? So so I, what I've seen is schools that have come back and said, "Hey, we we got to get control of our school, and we need to we need to have a vi- a vision for things." Or they've got these programs that have been outliers that are taking up time, resources, money, but but there's you you can't justify them when it comes to the vision. So some schools have had to make some cuts. Other schools have decided we need to revamp this program so that it aligns with the vision. And so I've seen some success in both of those 
um, but they're they're hard, right? And and here's here's what I'm going to say, and this might be controversial, <laughs> but I'm okay with controversy. Ready? Success is when your vision is is when you do what you say you're going to do, right? So the model of success is this is the vision of our school, and we're doing it. And when you do your vision and you show the results of your vision, that is success. Success isn't the number of people attending your school, right? So sometimes when you buckle down, you go, we, we, have, to, we have to have a vision and we have to have a strategic plan working on this vision. What it's going to do, it's going to upset some people, right? So temporarily, you might have some conflict. Temporarily, you might have some families leave your school because they don't like the fact that you're not going to have this show choir anymore, whatever it might be. And I, I'm, I have nothing in show choirs. I'm just saying that as an example. And, and, and people might panic and go, oh, you know, we've been growing at, you know, 5% a year for the last, you know, six years. And all of a sudden we're not, it looks like we've stagnated. Okay. Don't, don't look at that as a failure. You have to look long-term, right? The, the, the success of the school is going to be about accomplishing the vision and just give it another year or two. It, it'll, it'll all work out. Your school will be stronger for it. So that, that's, I, I guess my, <laughs> my thing. And if you're, and if you're looking at becoming uh, a head of school, Here's, here's my big advice. Learn to have thick skin and be able to say no to good things. Cause, cause this Mitchell, it's, it's the, the hardest part of your job is going to say, say no to good things. Saying no to bad things is easy. Saying no to outrageous things is easy. Saying no to something that's going to put you into a big deficit is easy. Saying no to a good thing that doesn't fit into your vision is hard. And you need to be able to stick to your guns. And so long as you have a board who's backing you and says, yes, this is the vision of the school. Good job. You know, you, you can do it. But there are going to be people mad at you. Yeah. And that's, and you're, and you're totally right. And you already got ahead. You already got ahead of me. I was going to ask you for the best piece of advice, but you already gave it to me, Ron, unless there's another yeah. one you have. So I'm, I'm going to say, you know, if, if you're out there and you're a Bears fan and you're used to disappointment, you, you know, you might be a good head of school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, shots fired. We'll just see this season, man. We're just going to see this season. I know. I know. Well, Ron, anything else to share? Because you, you, you did it perfectly. You just you really you went ahead and gave the piece of advice piece before I even got a chance to ask it, which was the next thing I was going to ask you. So but anything All else right. to share? Anything else to share before we close it out? Yeah, I, I, I would say if, if there's anyone in your audience, too, that's just looking at just thinking about starting a school. I mean, that's the time is ripe. I mean, really, it, it, there's no better time than now to start something. So just just do it. If if you're in a school as you're an administrator or a board member and you're, you're looking at what what's going on, what's the trajectory of your school and you need some advice, go go seek it. You know, it doesn't even have to be with me, but go, go, see, go seek it. I, but if you, if you do have, if you, if you do want to talk to me about these things that like you, 
I, I think you'll have my info in the, in the description of the podcast, I think, Mitchell. But yeah, you can you can find me at palatineinstitute.org. That's my website. But uh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Ron, thank you for taking time to be on the podcast today. I love our chat. You know your arrival. Hey, man, I love you so much. <laughs> I love what you're doing. And just continue to do what you're doing, man. You're helping schools. You're you're loving people. You're doing some awesome things. So wishing you nothing but the best. And uh, looking forward to continuing our friendship as well past the podcast and hopefully going to a game together one day, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Ron. Thanks so much. Thank you. Well, another huge shout out. And I thank you to Ron for taking time and being on the podcast today. I love what he's doing to help schools and I'm wishing him nothing but the best as he continues to do that. If you guys are interested in working with him, please get connected with him. And even though he's a Packer fan, I still love that guy because he's a good man. And I got to say, go Bears, of course, as the football season is beginning here. I'm super stoked for that as well. All right, y'all. If you want to get connected with us, you can check us out online, schoolsuccessmakers.com. That's schoolsuccessmakers.com. Or join our private Facebook community just for school leaders called School Success Makers. That is School Success Makers on Facebook. Private community just for school leaders. And obviously, guys, on our website, you'll find a way to get connected with us for our newsletter that is launching this fall. And it's called the School Success Report. We'd love you to be getting that. So make sure you go to the website to make sure you don't miss out on it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can connect with us on our website as well to let us know maybe different guests that you'd like to see on, or maybe you think yourself would be a great guest to be on the School Success Podcast. You can let us know that as well. I think that is it for now. So we'll be back here next week with another amazing guest as usual on the School Success Podcast. We'll see you then.